Tis the season to be jolly, and at First Federal Bank and Trust, we're spreading the joy with our Merry and Bright three-month CD special. Get into the spirit with a fantastic 5.38% annual percentage yield, and here's the best part. There's no minimum deposit required. But that's not all. If you're planning to make a larger investment this holiday season, you can enjoy an even merrier 5.48% APY with just a $250,000 opening deposit. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit us today or go online at efirstfederal.bank, where your holidays are merry and bright. Member FDIC. A leader in sports medicine, Sheridan Orthopedic Associates, is thrilled to announce their new highly skilled and fellowship-trained podiatrist, Dr. Daniel Peterson, DPM. Dr. Peterson specializes in advanced foot and ankle reconstruction and has successfully performed thousands of procedures. He'll be seeing patients in January, so you can get back to doing the things you love pain-free. Schedule your appointment at SheridanOrtho.com. Discover the difference with Sheridan Orthopedics. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. And now your host for Open Lines, Ron Richter and Aaron Palmer. And good morning on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and good morning, Ron. Good morning. How was your turkey day? It was uh, full of food that made me extremely full and sick. <laughs> no, it was, it, it was wonderful. It was the, uh, the in-laws, uh, I got to hand it to them, man. It was, it was literally one of the uh, best uh, Thanksgiving meals I've had. It was so good. Yeah. You good. know, and, and I've had... I've had uh, quite a few. Yes, but this was a, good a half a century of turkey. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was splendid. It was it was so good. Oyster stuffing. I'm telling you. Ah. Shout out, hat tip to uh, Deb Fow, best uh, oyster stuffing. Good. Oh, good. good. My Atlanta. We uh, we had the kids over. The ones that were here in town, of course, mine couldn't make it over from Cody. But we had the kids in town and had a big uh, meal, of course, and then had some games afterwards. It was nice. So did, uh, did they make it over? I, mean, I know there was some storms around the state. We didn't get hit like they were supposed to, but I know Riverton just got Nailed. pummeled. Yeah, they just got pummeled. The kids that came over to the house were here in town, so um, didn't have to travel. That was good. So nice. anyway, we had a nice Chris, or Christmas. Nice thing. We're, we're getting there. Hey, it's we're December there. 1st today. Already. Yeah. That's crazy. There's a big shindig going on tomorrow night in Buffalo, the uh, – Lighted Christmas parade. Right, gonna, right. I, official, heard, I heard your story. Yeah, official kickoff to the Christmas shopping season down there. Ought to be fun. Yeah. No. No chili this year. Yeah, don't they always do like a chili? Feed yeah, there's that? a big chili feed usually beforehand, but they they couldn't get it organized in time this year, so we're not going to do that next year. According to the chamber, they're going to make it bigger, better, faster. But this year, no. But there's still some things going on, s'mores and uh, what about, hot chocolate. What about and, bring your own chili? Well, I suppose if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to start anything here, you know, <laughs> cause yeah, any, we'll any rifts. Um, I'll be helping to uh, announce the parade down there. Nice. As well, yeah. They asked me to do that again along with... Uh, when is that exactly people. now, you said? Six o'clock tomorrow night tomorrow is night. when the parade is. And they do fireworks and whatnot afterwards. After the and... fact, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. kind of very similar to the, the Christmas stroll here in Sheridan. Yep, and then all day tomorrow, of course, there's shopping and all kinds of stuff going on uh, 
festive be, atmosphere. Oh, sure. You got to walk around. It's nice to walk around small towns at Christmas time. And see well, if, you know, anything. I mean, it's good exercise, and you get to get uh, in the local businesses, spend a little dough, help help outside the local merchants and whatnot. Sure. Christmas stroll, like you mentioned earlier, I heard that went well. So yeah, it was it, it it was it was well, and you know, we didn't have the the weather you're going to have. It was a little little chilly, little frosty, nip in the air. But hey, you know what do you expect? We've we've been lucky this time. Gave of away year. a lot of hot chocolate, I imagine. Yeah, a lot of hot chocolate. <laughs> okay, we better get started. Um, this last week we had, and I we saw this story on Cowboy State Daily, and it kind of piqued my curiosity. So we've kind of spent the last week or so looking into this, and it just seems with a lot of <sighs> there is some crazy stuff going on in the world. We know this, but with AI and, and the... and the uh, Make sure you explain what AI is. Artificial, artificial intelligence. intelligence, right. And so there's a lot of stuff out there, and our our good friend, Mr. Schreffler, is in the other room, and he's a but is techie he, guy. But the thing is, is he? Because he could be part of the whole AI scheme. That's I true. could be AI. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to chime in and let us know a little bit about... Because you're, you're, you're a tech guy and understand a lot of the technicalities on this, and so we're going to be uh, talking to you about this. But the whole thing is... The Wyoming, uh, there's a committee that passed, I don't want to say a law, but passed a bill that they're hoping to bring in to the legislative session in February, January. Yeah, I don't don't know if they will, though, just because it's a budget session. I think think it's more so almost this is kind of just getting the wheels put in motion. To maybe grease the squeaky. Yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is, they they may. You know, don't get me wrong. They very well may. It just depends on how sure. the first few weeks of the budget session go. But because uh, you know, yeah, how, generally they don't try to get other bills. But yes, the, the committee passed it, and um, there's there's quite a bit of support. Now there's some opposition to it. There's some you know uh, First Amendment rights stuff. Concerns. That's being, yeah. And you know, we'll get into all that. Co-sponsor Cyrus, Cyrus Western, local representative. So uh, he co-sponsored the bill and. There's a lot of uh, good things to it. I, I think it's a, a necessary bill. With the way things are going, I think you're right. But anyway, that's what we're talking about. Let's go ahead and hit the uh, uh, poll question uh, real quick. And the uh, first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question for the week. A Wyoming legislative committee has advanced a bill to make deep fake media a criminal offense. Should this be passed in the upcoming session? And it was uh, 70% of the votes said yes, it should be passed in the upcoming session. 20% said no, and 10% said I like my deep fake media. No, they, they were unsure. unsure. But yeah, right. yeah. so 70%, that's, that's pretty overwhelming. Um, and I think there's, you know, it can be left to interpretation. A lot of people are wondering what deep fake media is. You know, it's it's not the, the classic fake news that has been rammed down our throat the, the last few years. This is something completely different. This is a whole different animal. This right. is not just news stories that don't uh, fit the agenda this is this is uh fake news for a lack of a this better is term. absolutely made up stuff yes and and mr Schreffler is going to explain how this is done because he understands this a lot better than we do. right so it, it, it's it's not witchcraft no so that's the discussion today we're going to come back and get into this right after this on the jackson electric open line friday
Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. This announcement brought to you by Farmers Co-op Country Store on Coffin Avenue, home of the Ligurski Sausage Lunch. Come to the Kendrick Mansion's annual holiday open house for live music, Father Christmas, and figgy pudding on December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd from 4 to 7 p.m. On December 1st only, Shanna Marie Moments Photography will be offering free photos with Father Christmas. Admission is $4 per adult and children are free. The Kendrick Mansion is located at Trail Inn State Historic Site in Sheridan. Visit trailin.org or call 307-674-4589 for more information. ERA Carol Realty is back with the 7th Annual Holiday Shopping Sweepstakes. This is your chance to win $1,000 in gift certificates and chamber bucks from our Sheridan and Buffalo merchants. We've tied into a national campaign to give you a chance at winning $15,000 cash. Five winners will receive prizes totaling $1,000 to retailers like Forever Flawless, M&K Rentals, McDonald's, and Once Upon a Story Boutique. Just go to the contest page at sharedmedia.com. Enter once each day through December 12th. This is Cindy with ERA Carol Realty. We're about more than real estate. We're about family, friendship, and community. Happy holidays. Shop local first. All across the area, shop here first. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Lanyap Ministries and Grace Anglican Church will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website efirstfederal.bank for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter on uh, Open Line Friday. Numbers to call. If you want to talk about the subject that we have or something else doesn't matter, call in. We'll talk about it. Numbers to call are 674-4443 or 672-5763. And what we're talking about, the the poll question this week was, um, we'll pull this up again. Do you have it real quick? I do have it. Okay. The uh, First Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question, a Wyoming Legislative Committee has advanced a bill to make deep fake media a criminal offense. Should this be passed in the upcoming legislative session? Okay. And overwhelmingly, people 70%. Said yes. Yeah, 70% of the votes. Uh, so we just want to make sure that people, because as soon as they hear fake news, they start thinking about, you know, people arguing over the Trump situation. Political, that is not what yeah, we're th- talking about. This isn't about. the political BS. No, this is not this. This is actually, and we have Stephen Schreffler, who's 
running our board, who is the one of our very talented techie guys, and he understands this a lot better. But it's basically taking, it's making this up from scratch, essentially, correct? Uh, kind of. So it's just a really large database of of stuff that it's been compiled. You can train an, an AI to learn about anything, and you just give it a lot of, so if I wanted to learn about, like, uh, what does a jet look like? I give it a million images on the internet of jets, and it figures out this is a jet. Okay. Um, so you can and do that with voices, faces. I was just going to say, video. this is not just audio, but video and whatever else. Yeah, photos. They can make, you can make, I, I guess, these the, the technical wizards can basically manufacture anything. Yeah, so if I had you 30 seconds of your voice without any background music or anything like that, I could make you say and make it sound like you and make you say whatever I wanted to. Um, same thing with video and, and photos. If I had your face, I could, I could put you in any scenario you wanted to. You could, be, you could be Spider-Man in a film if you wanted to be, and I could have your face on it and then turn that into video. Now, Stephen... The, uh, I'm sure you've seen the uh, the ads and whatnot on television about uh, I think it's the Google phone where they are you can take pictures and basically just replace anything. Is that kind of the same type thing? Same technology. Same technology. Yep. Yep. Or pretty close. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to curb, I guess, is because you can use this in any way, shape, or form. So if 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 Ron and I were running as an example against each other in a political situation, and I wanted to make Ron look bad, I could take a picture of him, an audio of him, or have somebody do it, somebody more technical Even video. than me. Right. And change that to where Ron is saying something that appears to make him very, it, it, it puts him in a negative light. Oh, yeah, 100%. And you can't really trust anything that you see or hear. See anymore. or hear. That is scary. You cannot trust anything you see or hear anymore. And it's not like this is not being done by a scientist anymore. This is, this is, ten year olds doing this on the computer at home. Right. Yep. Somebody more technically advanced than me, obviously. Well, but yeah, ten year old. And also, this kind of technology, when it gets in the wrong hands, is usually, usually not good. And this is going to be a really hard thing to police. Yes. And this is only going to get more and more prevalent as time goes on. Right. Right. That is craziness. It's going to really uh, make a fun uh, presidential race next year, huh? No kidding. Uh. I mean, we, as it is right now, we can't tell who's saying what, <laughs> you know, and yeah. now it's going to get even worse. Yeah, it, it, you know, and that's why I'm glad the uh, Wyoming legislature is, is taking a look at it now. I mean, they may not address the bill in this upcoming session, but they know that this is an issue that needs to be addressed. Granted, it, will it happen here? Maybe not. But but it could. It They're could. at least looking at it. Yeah. And I and from the article that we read in Cowboy State Daily, I guess the state of Washington already has laws on the books mm-hmm. uh, for this. And there there are other states that actually have the the wheels in motion as well. I I one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. One hundred percent. So what we're talking about here, the state legislative committee, which is the uh, Select Committee on Blockchain, Financial Technology, and Digital Innovation Technology, advanced a bill um, recently in the last couple of weeks on a 5-2 to two vote that establishes an avenue for civil and criminal prosecution of those 
who maliciously produce synthetic media within the state of Wyoming. That's the bill. So that's what they advanced. And again, explaining that deep fakes and fake media have become increasingly prevalent in recent years thanks to the rising prominence of artificial intelligence, or AI. Synthetic media means an image, audio recording, or video of a natural person's appearance, speech, or conduct that has been intentionally manipulated or generated in a manner to create a realistic but false image that would cause a reasonable person to believe the appearance, action, or speech depicted is, tr is true, is, is, is correct. The media would have to be released in a manner that is with clear intent to mislead. Well, here, here's the scary, how do you how do you do that? Here, here's the scariest part of all this is I think it's been proven over the past decade, especially the past four or five years, that we are easily misled as a society. All you have to do is look at the stuff that's been shared on social media, and nobody's vetting anything. It's like they see something that fits into their ideology, share. Yeah. And it's like, you just basically shared a satirical news story right. that has absolutely no truth to it, but you bought into it because it fit what you wanted to. Right. And even if 30% of the people that view that believe it, that's yes. enough because then they're going to turn around and share it to everybody else. Exactly. And I saw so much of it over the last few years on social media where, yeah. where just these bogus, and I don't know, you know what the onion is? The, the fake the news, onions, right. yes. Mm -hmm. But these were like stories that were basically telling you that you're an idiot for sharing this, but you didn't actually read the story. <laughs> you just saw the headline that fit into your yeah. ideology, and then you shared it. And that's what we, we all know this. That's why USA Today, and I hate to use them as an example, but essentially it's the headline. Right. People read the headline. They don't get into the news stories. They don't get into the meat of what is actually there. And, you know, that's what they read. Short, they read the headline. Oh, wow. And short attention span society. Right. And that's what we're looking at. Well, there's influencers and Instagram models that aren't real to begin with that are completely made up out of AI images, AI text that aren't real, that have thousands, if not millions of followers. Mm -hmm. We see this every day. Get on Facebook and I get friend requests from, and, and it's funny because they have like nine friends and they're these gorgeous women. <laughs> That, are, that live in, like, Sweden and whatnot. She's like, oh, I want to be your friend. And I'm looking at this going, are you serious? Svelka. Yep. Are you serious? What Number one, what does she What does she want to be my friend for? And number two, why does she only, if she's gorgeous, why does she only He wants friends? to hack into your Facebook account and send messages right. to all your friends. Right. So we see this, but some of these are blatant. But this is not the case with no. these at all. This is, this is some smart stuff. No, the, the stuff that uh, I've created, the stuff that I've seen created, you you can't tell the difference. That is craziness. And you could show us examples. Yeah. And uh, we wouldn't be able to tell. The Steve Sisson here, I've made one of the, he was like Michael J. Fox. Uh, and, and I had his consent. We used it. Right. And we, we turned him in that for like a Halloween show. And it looks remarkable. Wow. And it's only, and it's just going to get, as technology gets better and better, which it does weekly it's only going to get worse wow yeah <sighs> that's why it's a good thing i mean i know there's a lot of people that i've talked to that are like does wyoming really need this yes it's a safeguard well we're not it's not like there's a a, a, a virtual 
fence around the state that outside influences right. are not going to come in. Obviously, they are. Oh, yeah. It's, it's... I wonder if there'll be a thing where if you're a media outlet, you need to tag this image or this audio file or whatever and say, this has been AI generated. Yeah. Or or it possibly has. You, you have to almost kind of cover your butt, so to speak. Yeah. You know, this that's going to be, be... great. You know, in the last, whatever it is, 20 years, Ron, you and I know this, that, you know, it used to be you could go take pictures, not worry about it. Now, if you get a child in, in a photo, you have to get permission for that. Yeah. Which I understand why. Right, right. But it's just because our society has changed so much. And even if we go to do an interview, we have to get permission from the person that we're interviewing to put that on the air. There's a lot of horrific people out there. And, and this kind of so, ruined it for a lot of Can you imagine what our jobs are going to be like in five years if we Ten have years, to get yeah, on there and, and actually, you know, what? put something on there that's, that shows that this is actually real? Right. That's going to add so much or, more. Or a disclaimer that there is a possibility that this image or this soundbite or, right. or this video may be, uh, you know, artificial intelligence. It may be computer generated, yada, yada, yada. I, I don't know, you know, whatever. Just just to keep us out of the, the courts. Yeah. Wow. Well, there's some, I, I read through that story. It was a very good story, very detailed. And uh, there was some stuff, uh, uh, some legal loopholes. And that's, right. I think, why they, you know, and I, I think even uh, um, Representative Western co-chair of the bill is like, you know, this isn't a perfect bill right now, but this is something that we need to address. So let's get this on the books. Let's get it going. We can let's discuss this. Yes, figure out we can. We can have amendments to this bill as we move forward. But we need to get this going. And, and you know, kudos to him because it, it it does need to be. I mean, Wyoming has to take care of it. Well, the bill, as it's written, would allow anyone who's the subject or is misled by synthetic media to sue in civil court to enjoin or restrain the distribution of the synthetic media. Okay? They also can seek damages from the person who knowingly or intentionally made the synthetic media publicly available. And uh, co-chair Representative Chris Rothfuss of Laramie said, we're trying to balance rights of speech and at the same time protect individuals from abuses through synthetic media or misleading information, and that's the tension here. Well, hopefully, like, the intent matters. So, like, if I had a, an image of me on the moon, AI generated, and that right. misleads someone, am I now liable? Right. See, and, I, I agree with you, Schreffler. That, that's where the common sense has to come in. It's like, well, we know Stephen Schreffler was not on the moon. Yeah, he's right, not an right. astronaut. You know, you, you have to... You, but that, it, yeah, it's a cool no image intent. I wanted to put on my wall. Of but right, I, I agree yeah. because you have to have those those in the law so people can't be like, well, I'm suing. Because then we're going to just open the floodgates to lawsuits saying, you know, I, I was... In this country? <laughs> Come on, really? <laughs> people sue to sue. <laughs> the sue. Right. Yeah. I was being facetious. Oh, I know, I know you were. It's, it's like... Yeah. Well, there's AI they, lawyers now. Right. Really? <laughs> It's come to that already? Yeah. AI lawyer. Yep. Traveler, you're freaking us out. <laughs> oh. Wow. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and take another quick break right there. We'll come back on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. And if you want to talk about this or something else, give us a call. 674-4443-672-5763. We'll be back and talk 
more. anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Shopping for the outdoor enthusiasts in your life? You'll find exactly what you need in the Sportsman's Warehouse Flyer in this week's Country Bounty. Hunting, shooting, fishing, camping, boating, outdoor cooking, yep, it's all in there. And watch for mega deals on select items in each category. Need stocking stuffers? Browse the flyer for discounts in clothing, accessories, and footwear, too. Grab their flyer in this week's Country Bounty and then head to Sportsman's Warehouse open seven days a week on Burnage Lane in Sheridan. Christy Kinghorn of Buffalo Realty would like to talk to you about 38 Ridge Lane near Buffalo. This beautiful three-bedroom solar home in the country has breathtaking views of the Bighorns. Spacious kitchen and dining area with a formal living room and a separate office or family room. A wrought iron fenced-in yard is well landscaped. Plus, there's a small reservoir on the property. The home and 15.66 acres can be sold separate from the other 138 acres. If interested, call Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. The following message presented by First Federal Bank and Trust, Sheridan's only mutual bank. Visit efirstfederal.bank. Hi, Ranchester Mayor Peter Clark inviting you to the annual High Mountain Holiday Arts and Crafts Bazaar, Saturday, December 2nd, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the Ranchester Town Hall. There will be 45 vendors of handmade arts, crafts, and sweets, complimentary coffee, hot chocolate, and tea, free lunch from a nominate coffee house starting at 11. Come and get some of your holiday shopping done and have some fun. See you there. Have fun and help Tammy from 307 Print at a benefit concert by Tris Munzing, December 3rd at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds. Great fun, dancing, and dinner from Killy Smokehouse with drinks from Sheridan Liquor, plus lots of live and silent auction items like Denver Broncos tickets, a Caribbean cruise, and local gifts from the Sports Lure, Cowboy Saloon, Bighorn Meats, Tris Munzing, the Sheridan County Fairgrounds, December 3rd. For more information, visit helptammy.org. I know. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Ron Richter, Aaron Palmer. And we're discussing fake news. Well, fake media. Yes, a, a, a arm of fake news, so to speak. The deep fake media, the uh, basically computer-generated Photography, video, news stories, anything, audio, audio you name it. And what we're talking about is the there's a legislative committee that pushed forward a bill that they want to hopefully address at the legislative session coming up in January. February. February. Yeah, it's a budget session, so they start a little later. Later. Okay. Um, so that's what this is about. Um that's what we're talking about today, but if you've got something you want to talk about, give us a call. We'll, uh, we'll discuss that. We do have a caller. So, caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Good I morning. Want to, I want you to know I appreciate being able to call your program yes. and make a comment. I Good. really do. Um, 
it kind of relates to what you're saying. You're talking about big screen picture, fake media, deep state. But what I would like to make a comment on this morning is right back here in the hometown. Okay. I have gone to the Attainable Housing Council meetings since they started, January, February, March, all the way up to almost we're approaching January of a new year. And the one I went to um, Wednesday was quite interesting. The Attainable Housing Council met, and I don't know how familiar you are with that, but it's private sector people that will be gifting by their choice, uh, $2.5 million of taxpayer money, federal money, ARP funding. But they will be gifting it to create land trust, which Habitat for Humanity will manage. And on this trust land, there will be houses that are on what they call a lease mortgage. In other words, leased land mortgage. Habitat owns the land. Some, the mortgage party owns the structure, whatever it consists of, probably a townhouse. But... This council met, and Mr. Wade Beavers, that's an S to distinguish him from our county attorney, Wade Beavers, is on that council, and he was quite assertive. He wants no RFP process. He doesn't want a matrix process. He doesn't want to have to be bound by computations, and he will not be bound by numbers, but by his personal judgment. And I thought it was a remarkable statement since they had put out in the newspaper a uh, printing that they would be receiving RFPs by a drop-dead date of December 13th at City Hall. So they've got a whole RFP process laid out here, but one of the council people is denying it. And I'm going, well, this is an interesting turn of events. And uh, Susan Carr, who's also on the committee, said, well, I'm, I'm going to have to tell you I won't be voting at all on the RFPs because I have a conflict of interest. And that's fine. All of a sudden, she's discovered a conflict of interest. But my, my interest in this is she took a position in opposition to Mr. Beaver's position. She said, well, you have to. She said, I was engaged in this process when I lived over by Jackson Hole in the Montana side, or the Idaho side. And she said, you have reporting obligations. For example, uh, a lease mortgage would have a reporting, land lease mortgage would have a reporting obligation, this is me, to um, HUD, because HUD will eventually kick it over to Fannie Mae. So there are, there's got to be a, a couple of lines on the paperwork here. So she was more or less in opposition to his position, and the meeting took an hour and a half, and they had already been advised by their attorneys, you must have a request for proposal. And they've had people show up to city council to do a Q&A on it. And here was this totally out of the blue, a uh, different pitch. Well, at that juncture in time, Mr. Stu McRae, the city administrator, got up and said, I would like to say that there are absolutely no reporting requirements to the feds on how this money is spent. And I'm going, whoa. <laughs> Okie dokie, so it's like really free, 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 free money, and you can pick somebody because you like the color of their eyes. I don't know. So, and this, that, um, let me, I'm sorry, the money is coming from where again? It's federal money. It's, it's the ARPA, ARPA, it's the ARPA funds, correct, yes. Vicki? Yes. Okay. yes, yes, doesn't, but doesn't the federal government have stipulations for that money when you apply for it? When you apply for the money, the money came through the state, through the governor's office, and he dumped it on the city and the county, and the county dumped it on the attainable housing. Okay. And they have 
basically they are private sector individuals. None of them work for city or county, and no city or county people are engaging directly in the process. They can seek legal advice, and they do have, they have an attorney, uh, Allison Oaks in uh, Gillette, and uh, 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 as needed, uh, although he hasn't been there the past couple of meetings, Mr. Brendan Kearns. But the thing is, Puri, Amy Puri, quit. She was determined to be the administrator for the housing trust. And paid. The housing trust hasn't been formed yet, but they did select an administrator. She quit. She quit. Sasha Johnson, a local attorney and a title person, was on the committee, and she quit. Now we've got Carr, who's on the committee, saying, I won't be voting, bringing the board down to now five people, not six. So if you had two, two, then Jenny Kraft, who's the board chairman, would have to break a tie vote is what would happen. So there, there's a shifting or an effort. By, this is my optics, so understand that. There, there's a shifting to roll the conversation away from something that has been predetermined. You've got to do an RFP, but there is a very interesting aspect to this. If one got the Sheridan Press for November 25th, went to the public notices, went to request for proposal house landing trust development, you can see exactly what they are saying here. And they are saying, among other things, and I'll be brief, it is possible that one or more project could be undertaken. However, a single project is preferred. An RFP is intended to identify projects which are ready for acquisition and construction activities right. and other criteria. Now, I'll jump away from that. A person can go and read it if they're interested. Uh, they did a respondent's Q&A uh, where some of the interested parties came to City Hall on the 28th to ask questions. And uh, Carlton, Redinger, Storyhouse, Mike Ash, which is Steamboat, Drew Homaloo, these people showed up. They're, they're all developers to to uh, understand what they needed to do. But the very interesting part of this is this, proposal acceptance and rejection. The Housing Action Committee reserves the right to accept any proposal, to reject any and all proposals, and to call for new proposals, or to dispense with the <coughs> proposal process. So I am completely flummoxed. Are you or are you not going to go with an RFP because of this last sentence here or or dispense with the proposal so i asked them i said what does that mean <laughs> i didn't get an answer <laughs> i did not get an answer so i've requested of the city of sheridan of the office of the clerk because her office will receive these proposals from whoever wants to send them in and they got a drop dead date on that too the 18th and of december and i've said these are public requests for proposals to be able to access to taxpayer money. Even if it's federal money, it's still taxpayer money. Sure. And I said, um, will you put those requests for proposals online on, the, on Cecile Goods? She's the clerk. Will you put them online so the public may look at them and not just have it be, here's a request for proposal, but only the attainable housing council. We'll look at it. So I am getting a little, it's interesting. I have watched them, and Mr. Wade Beavers was correct about this. 
month after month after month after month has been foot dragging. All of a sudden, boom, the garage door opened up and they roared the bus out. So it's going to be interesting. This is this is went from a huge yawn for months after months after months to whoa, it's getting interesting now. And I've taken up way too much time, but I did want to make a local small town remark, if I could. And again, gentlemen, appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Colin. Thanks for the call. Interesting. All right. Well, it's a lot to digest. No kidding. Somebody will, somebody's keeping an eye on that stuff. One would hope. Okay. Vicky <laughs> is. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Um, as far as the subject that we're talking about today um the bill as we said no guarantee that it's even going to get introduced but at least they're they're starting the conversation they're they're looking at hopefully setting groundwork for something that may happen this year or possibly in the future um based on what we're hearing about this yes it's a good idea there are some people that are not necessarily opposed to it but are concerned about certain aspects that could be, and every law, every bill that is presented, if you dig deep enough, you can find some flaw in it, which could be used to as, as a loophole. Yeah. There's a couple loopholes in, in this bill the way it is now, but right. I'm pretty confident uh, by the time this would actually reach the floor and, and be debated for vote and whatnot, um, that they would have amendments to shore that up. I think we have enough lawyers in the legislature that, that, yeah, something would come out of this. Part of the opposition to this, and it's not for the bill itself, but it's within aspects of the bill, aspects within the bill. Representative Ocean Andrew of Laramie said bringing criminal law into free speech sets a dangerous precedent. This is according to the Cowboy State Daily News article, mm -hmm. news story. He unsuccessfully proposed an amendment removing the criminal part of the bill, which... Then it has no teeth. Right. Um, mentioning how defamation and libel are already covered under the law, but not specifically in this instance, in my opinion. Not a lawyer, but... He also suggested expanding existing laws for issues of false portrayals. Well, I think that's what this is trying to do. Again, my opinion. Um, TechNet, a national network of technology CEOs and senior executives, took aim at the private litigation aspect of the bill. We see something that can be taken subjectively. We don't see that as a private right of action that is actually providing a benefit, testified Ruthie Barco, a lobbyist for TechNet. We think that this is an emerging area of technology, turn the page, and in order to support that innovation, attorney general enforcement is more appropriate than having civil liability. Mr. Schreffler, do you agree with that? Uh, I do agree with that. I continue to, I'm sitting here thinking about the enforcement. Yeah. Um. I, on a separate note, I think the enforcement, uh, oddly and funny enough, is going to be AI finding this stuff. So AI policing itself? Right. Yes. I think, I personally think in the near future, we will all have a personal AI that we pay for to keep us safe. 
away from other AI. Like, hey, this news article you're reading <laughs> the, has been made by AI. Yeah. And, and the irony behind that is thick. Yeah. So we're going to be paying for like an antivirus AI. Yeah, so it's like, like, hey, the image Norton you're looking at right now is not AI. Yeah. Oh, is is oh, not oh, safe. It, you know what the thing is? Or is not real. We'll be in trouble when the AI colludes. When they all get together and say, hey. Yeah. What's, what's, humans what's are dumb. the Terminator company? Skynet. Skynet. Thank you. Are, are we on the verge of Skynet here? They're policing themselves. Well, we're putting uh, into uh, a new fighter plane that there was even a movie about a long time ago. AI driven. Oh, Skyfox was the movie. Yeah. 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 Where it, you don't even need a pilot. It's just a, a yep. computer. You don't need a pilot on the ground either. Yeah. It's just. Oh. That is craziness. The thing is, is, it's great technology. It's it's awesome, but there are people that will use it for all the wrong reasons, and we're already seeing that. Yeah, we see that all the time already. Yeah. And that's just the world we live in. There's a, We grew up in hero, you know, a world of heroes and villains, and the, too bad we've got more villains than heroes now. And the, and the lines are blurred now. Yeah. They really are. You can have someone that is relatively good, but given the opportunity, they're going to pull something a little shady here and there. Yeah. Just because they can. They, they and, it, and it's easy. Yeah. Yes. And they can think they can get away with it, which most times they can. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, again, they mentioned that synthetic, synthetic media laws passed in some other states provide exemptions for content that clarifies that it's satire or parody, which is what you were leading, alluding to earlier. Rothfuss said this provides glorious loopholes for those claiming their synthetic media was a parody or satire after being caught. It gives them an excuse. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. It, 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 what do we do? What, Stephen, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, like I said, I think we're going to have AI. We're going to pay AI to protect us. We're going to have companies developing AI. To protect us from AI, from AI, you'll have something on your phone that says, "The picture you're looking at right now is not real." Well, I guess that provides job security for a lot of <laughs> technically advanced guys or people, I guess, doesn't it? I, we we've been talking about uh, developers, programmers uh, getting laid off, uh, even news article journalist um people that um sketch things make maps for video games or make art all of that is 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 being taken over by ai yeah. is in jeopardy of going away yeah well i've even heard that news journalists ron you and i may be out of a job within five years if this technology keeps expanding because they don't, they wouldn't need us to go in there. To, they don't need a human being. I mean, I do photography just like Ron, but what takes? Why would someone pay for a photographer when with their cell phone they can take a image and turn it into whatever they want? Yep. Right, and make it look the way they want it. Want it to. Have no concept of photography, right. no idea how to actually produce a a natural, decent image, but just push the button on your phone and let uh, the rest happen. And I'm 100% guilty of that. As far I don't I don't replace photographers. Right. I mean, if as far as like you know, wedding photographers, graduation, I still use those. But as far as 
do I take pictures with my phone? Absolutely. Oh no, no. See, oh, that's no, no, not, no. that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like this this new. I think it's the Google phone that's out there where literally you can morph anything into the photo. Sure. You can take a picture and say, oh, I don't like the way they look there, so I'll take a head from a different shot and put it there, or a face from a different shot and put it there. Right. It, it is just literally massive manipulation. And I want a nice sunset in the background. And exactly. Dark. But even at that, I mean, even if I go to a meeting, you know, like Ron, you go to a meeting, you take a picture, you're taking your camera, you've been trained, you know exactly what the settings on the camera are, you know, okay, well, you know, instinctively, right. or from experience, that you know which corner of the of the room to take the photo from, to get the best lighting, to yes. get everybody's face in the picture, we, blah, we, blah, we, blah. we don't put the subject right in front of a window. Right. With the ambient light coming in and blowing out the background. Now, me, I go to, and I, I'm a very basic photographer because I'm not trained at it. Can I do it? Yeah. But my images are nowhere comparing to yours. Absolutely not. I, I 100% admit that, but I can go to a meeting, take a picture. And then if I get back to my computer and granted, you don't need a lot of, you know, you don't need a great shot for, to put something on the website. Right. But if I happen to get something that's a little fuzzy, I can fix that. Mm -hmm. If I get something that's maybe not lighted correctly, I can fix that. And see, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's but still, that's what I'm yeah, saying, yeah. is that's, that's the technology that we have. But, but see, the thing is, the problem is, is with that, then you open Pandora's box. Where does it right. end? Right. Where does it stop? Right. You know, are, are, you, are you just enhancing your photo a little bit, or are you basically creating, you know, something that's basically fiction? Right. And that's what I can't do. I can't take a, a face from a photo from a year ago and put it on. And now the technology is there, but me personally, I can't do that. I don't have the technical wizardry to do that. I mean, we've had this technology for a while, like Photoshop and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's now easier. I could take a fake trip to Vegas, post it on social media, and never leave. And 99% of the people would office. think you were actually in Vegas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So we, the technology's there. It's getting uh, worse. Worse. It's getting more technical by the day. But this is what we're going to have to be dealing with in the future. Well, yeah. There's just there's, like I said. There, there's villains that are going to abuse it. That's just how it is. And say hackers uh, put a famous person on the television on your phone and addressing the public. Say it was the president or whoever, right. and saying like, "Hey, this has happened." That couldn't, like, maybe that's not real. How do you know? Yeah. This is going to be used in, in the political yes. arena as well. I mean, it's obvious it's going to happen. It already, if it hasn't it happened already, already. Has, to an extent. Right. People have gotten phone calls from loved ones saying, like, hey, I'm broke down. I need some help. Send some money here. It's not their loved one on the other side of the, yep. the phone. And they use the voice where it literally sounds like, whereas in the past they used to just say it, but now it's like they use a voice and it's like, oh, that sounds like my son Charlie. But it's not. And you know who's really, really behind this? And I hate, I hate to say it. I hate to be that guy, but the Russians. I'm not kidding. Really? I'm not kidding. The, the Ruskies are really one step ahead of us in, in a lot of this. Because they are the ones that are going to use it for, you know, propaganda. Yeah. Wow. It, it's wild. It's. I mean, it, if you can think of it, it's it's kind of being done. There's um, apps where 
people that don't have time or don't want a relationship, they can have they can date an AI on their phone. <laughs> well, and we've all seen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've it, all seen we've all seen, and they come from Japan. The yeah, the sky's the, the limit. The uh, <laughs> robots, whatever they are, the I, artificial <laughs> women. Well, there's guys too, I guess. Yeah, now, yeah, so yeah. There's a whole slew of that, and these things are not pre-programmed. These things learn, and I don't want to say they're like a person, but they're more like a person than a robot. Yes. And you can have a whole relationship with these things. Really? Craziness. It's called disassociative. (laughs) Shref, Uh. you, you talk to, you're involved with the technical guys all over the world, the country. You, you guys t- discuss this all the time. Is this something that you guys are, you're aware of this, obviously, but is this something that you guys talk about, you're concerned about? I mean. So at first it was fun. Um, learning all this stuff is fun. Um, trying it out for the first time is always, is fun and interesting. But then you always get that sinking feeling in your stomach, like, where is this going to go and how is this going to end? And is this good for us now? Like D- Same people, that's where their minds go. Yeah. yeah, they're like, what can be done with this that's really not all that great? Is it helpful in the long run? Like, I don't know. Wow. Yep. Well, you know, in hindsight, you can go back two decades and say, have, how much have we actually benefited from cell phones? You know, having having a and I'm not talking cell phone like you need to use your phone, you need to have a text, but basically our cell phones are computers. Mm-hmm. There are many computers that are in our pocket. How much have we benefited? I mean, if anything, if you ask me, my opinion is it's dumbed us down as a society. I agree to a point. I, I we, we, we don't agree. we don't learn things now. We just memorize things. Right. We, we memorize short little things. One of the things growing up, and I'm Gen X, and Growing up, we had, as an example, World Book Encyclopedias. Okay. What are those? My, my, <laughs> there's people out there going, what are you talking about? Yes. My kids, especially, never seen one. But when I was growing up, my grandparents had uh, encyclopedias for all of us cousins, kids to use. And whenever I had a question, we'd be watching a TV program or we'd be out somewhere and I'd have a question and I'd ask my parents, you know, what the first thing they said was, go look it up. Yeah, go look it up. But see, when you looked it up, you actually, it. you learned something. Right. You weren't, you, you weren't just looking for an answer to your specific question that right. was on your mind at that specific moment. Right, because while you're opening up the book and thumbing through that particular thing that you were after, you might catch two or three things that got your attention. Other you things, re- yes. Right. And, and, and that's, that's the process of learning. Right. Which we don't do much anymore. Right. And my kids have, you know, they, they, have, they grew up with their phones, and they're a great tool. They really are. But... As you said, you know, there's all of this technology, all of this information, and all of this stuff that's available to these kids or to people in general. But it seems like the younger generation, not all of them, but some of them, don't even use it or don't care to. And it's like, man, if we had, can you imagine, Ron, if somebody was to take a cell phone, current cell phone, back to one of us when we were 12? Or the 80s. Yeah. And hand it to us, man. We'd own the world. Are our caveman brains like capable of expanding like this? Like twenty years ago, you didn't have to worry about 
hey, I didn't reply to this social media. I didn't check my email today. I right. didn't do this. My my AI and my car is not ready to go today. Like, I didn't do this. Like, how much stuff do we have to remember in a day? Yeah. That we didn't even think about 50 years ago. Oh, I know it. it, it, it even you and I working, you know, for shared media, we have our, our emails, okay? Our, our work emails, which is not people outside, you know, just texting us with pictures of puppies. You know, these are work emails. I have to go through, like over the weekend, mm-hmm. you know, from Fridays. On Sunday, I usually work on Sunday to try to get stories in for Monday morning. You know this. But, so I'll go through the emails that have accumulated from Friday, Saturday, and part of Sunday. I'm looking at, you know, hundreds yep. of emails that I have to go through. And it's like, wow, what a waste of time. I need an AI to say, hey, what's the most important ones of these? And skim it down for me and give it to me like in less than a minute. You and I need to talk but because yeah. I'm tired of that's, going through this. That's kind of similar to like like social media with their algorithms, correct? Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's what happens with a lot of these emails that I get. There's a lot of outside stuff that they give me or allow to come through based on what I've clicked on or what yes. I've looked at in the past. Oh, yes, or other emails you've gotten and opened right. and, and right. maybe clicked on a hyperlink in there, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I spend probably 45 minutes a day going through my emails. And, yes, if I take three, four days off, holy moly, when I come back, it's how much a day. How much of that is actionable stuff that you really care about or need to do anything with? A not, handful. Not a lot. Five or six out not of hundreds. I, I would say at the most... Stephen, 10%. 10, think, 10% of all the emails that I get are are actually that I use. Yeah. I think email's dead and we don't know it yet. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I agree. I, Tell I, my email account that because yeah. it's busier than it ever has been. It, it's but, basically spam and scam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's stuff that comes in, and we see it all the time. Bob upstairs, our general manager, will, will send us an email going, hey, don't open this. It's a scam. You know, and We get that stuff all the time, all the time. Crazy. And that's why you need AI to keep you safe. <laughs> we keep going back to this. Yep. Wow, this is just going to get nuttier. And you're you're the guy that would know because, you, like I said, you've talked about it all the time with the the uh, techie guys. I'll be darned. Uh, I think we got to wrap this up, don't we? Okay. Well, that's the discussion for today. Thanks, Ron. I, I you I'm, are you I'm are more a, than welcome. And do you really know? If I'm Ron, I'll, I'll stand up and touch you here in a minute just to make sure. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I might have, there might be a lawsuit. <laughs> there might be. All right. Thanks a lot. Steven, thanks for joining us today, man. You You're gave welcome. us a lot of insight yep. into this. So that'll be it for the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We will see you next week. Arrivederci. FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan. KROE!